0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Chameleon Chicks podcast. I'm very excited that this is our our third episode. This is Kendi J, your host, and we actually have, it's not just me today. Very excited about that. We also have um, my co-host here on the line, Vaughn.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Wonderful. You sound like you're doing great. Yes. Um <laughs> good. Okay, so uh, for those of you uh that uh, you know Bond, this is their first time tuning in, she's uh the co host, the mystery one of the mystery co hosts that I have been discussing. Just a uh, just a brief overview about chameleon chicks. We are the who refuse to be boxed in, um, with all types of different views and um we, we more or less are going to be covering all types of different topics. So just tune in and you never know exactly what you're going to hear. But it is definitely for that woman who um, is only going to be defined by herself. So um, tomorrow morning we're going to have a podcast, which is really not the regular day. Our regular day is on Tuesdays um, at 8 a.m. You can always tune in Tuesdays at 8 a.m. We'll have a weekly podcast. But as I said before, on the other podcasts that have been going out, we are um, just randomly putting different shows out there, different episodes, just so you can kind of get a feel for us and um, have some material out there, too. We'll be doing this all of this until next Tuesday, and then we'll
1: go to our regular weekly programming.
0: So um, I'm going to turn over to Vaughn so you can introduce herself. Take it away, Vaughn.
1: Hey there. Um, so my name is Vaughn go by Vaughn, voice of Vaughn. I'm in my mid twenties, and um, I think I'm gonna take perspective on this topic we're covering today because I've lived in pretty much every demographic, um, lived around everyone from metropolitan cities to rural communities um, that are both diverse and then also very homogenous. So I'm really excited to chop it up about this right now. Great. So that's
0: that's awesome. And um, just to give background about myself, I have lived in all types of different cities as well. I'm actually in my 30s. So with today's topic, which I'm actually really excited to talk about, we're going to have, you know, two different views, you know, coming from different types of lived experiences and um, just what we feel, you know, um, and it's strictly just our opinions and our views. So we've done a little bit of research here. Um, But today's topic, for your own information, if you did not happen to read on the title, you just loved it so much that you just wanted to click and just see what we were talking about, Today's title is actually um it's about marriage. It is uh does, does marriage benefit women at all in twenty eighteen? Does it make sense for women to be married in twenty eighteen? No. <laughs> Bob, Bob is saying no. She already answered the question in the podcast. No.
1: <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you so much for coming.
0: No, <laughs> Thank you and good night. No, um, we're going to talk about this because it's an interesting topic and kind of a, it's interesting that you would even be bringing this up. You know, two women are bringing this up because typically women are known for just wanting to walk down the aisle. But I think it's something we should talk about. And I think we should just go ahead and jump- be-
1: Before we go any further, we have to reveal single dating.
0: Okay. Vaughn is single and I think we might be a little biased, probably, on this podcast because mm, I'm single too. Ugh.
1: Right. Uh, I will. Right. Say we can't that, leave that out of the I will equation. Say the third
0: person that um you'll be hearing from on our podcast is married, so it's not always going to be views from um single women. Just for those of you who are afraid to tune in um to the single woman's podcast. Okay, so but we got single women giving their views today. All right. So let's let's jump into this thing, Vaughn, Let's do it.
1: Okay, I really want you to jump into that list that you had that I think just pretty much summed up maybe five to ten reasons why there has been this halt of people getting married, uh, especially millennials. So let's just jump into what's the number one uh, okay, criteria so what on that I list? I did is I
0: pulled up a, a list on USA Today and it says five reasons marriage doesn't work anymore, um, and it's interesting because this wasn't even 2018. This came this came out in 2015, and I thought it had some really interesting. Um, topics or reasons I would say that you wouldn't typically think would even be on here. I was expecting to hear something else. But the first one was sex becomes almost non-existent. And like I said, I have been married before but I have heard it from some of my Geez,
1: that's that's the first one?
0: That's the first one on the (laughs) list. Sex becomes almost non-existent. So I guess it just shows the importance of sex in a marriage. But um, they go on to say that um, instead of having sex on a regular basis, you have sex every, once every couple of weeks, and mostly when it's time to get pregnant, and then it just becomes boring, different things like that. So that's just a horrible way to look at it. But, you know, I'm, I have heard this before with uh, some of my married counterparts, you know. Um, it's interesting. It's not my first time hearing that. Let's go to number two.
1: The second one. is Well, wait, well, for, for number one, I wish they would have said just intimacy stops altogether, because I feel like, honestly, it's like once in a relationship, even before marriage, once you stop sharing intimate details about your day, or just like those little things like you're pretty much over it.
0: Once you start doing the little things, you said you're over it.
1: Once you stop sharing those little things, like it's more of an intimacy things than just sleeping with someone. Well, um,
0: this is not, this isn't talking about intimacy. It's come out, fly down, have a sex. <laughs> so I don't know who wrote this, oh, but well. it does want to say there's just something about, well, I guess it's intimacy. There's something about touching someone, kissing someone, feeling someone that should make your hair stand up, but. It's they' going to say, "I'm baffled by couples and it's like having sex, especially ones. We all desire a physical connection. So how does cutting that off lead you to believe our marriage will be successful? It's like telling someone you'll take them out to a restaurant but they can't order food. So really, this whoever wrote this is really you know held in on the sex and how important it is. I mean, it is important in marriage. it is important. It just says it's a part of intimacy. It's a, it is a part of intimacy, and if it's not happening, then that definitely can cause some problems in marriage unless you and your partner have agreed to be asexual and probably hasn't happened if you're married. Okay. So can we go to number number two now? All yeah, right, finances cripple us. So as years mm-hmm. ago it didn't cost an upward of two hundred thousand dollars for education, but it also didn't cost three hundred thousand plus for a home. Cost living was a lot different. Now you need to find a job to pay through loans, the mortgage, utilities, living expenses, and a baby. The problem is it's extremely difficult to find a job that can buy income that'll help you live comfortably with all these fields, especially not in your mid twenties. And this strain can cause a separation between people. Uh, you forget going to dinner, you have to pay for the mortgage, have to skip out the anniversary gift this year because student loans are due at the end of the month, vacations. We're trying to live the way our grandparents and parents did in a world that's put us in more debt. With more debt on our plate than ever before. Part of life being able to live, not having the finance to do so takes away yet another important aspect And you know what? I honestly do agree with that. I completely agree with that sentiment because it's just today's society things have just gotten so much more expensive. And I'm coming from somebody, you know, in my late thirties that's talking here. I really understand that concept. It just seems like things there's you know, there's always another expense and with technology coming just new technology coming out every single day there's always something in addition we have to pay for like i remember the time when you know you didn't even have to have a cell phone and you were perfectly fine you didn't have to pay for hulu and netflix right <laughs>
1: uh, yeah but, but hey they have to pay for cable but true. you know what i i agree also because who the heck wants to think about planning a ten thousand dollar And that's on the cheap side, wedding, when you have, what, maybe $50,000 of school debt hanging over your head. Exactly. Who wants to think about, because after the the wedding, then what? Then you want to eventually, like, put money down to buy a house. All of these other things are coming, supposed to fall in line, but then you have this huge thing that's taking so much money out of your paycheck every month. And it's just kind of like, okay, I want to tackle this first before I can tackle life. But it's a long commitment. So you're like, well, forget any other commitment.
0: I completely agree. I mean, it's just, and just like they said in the article here, you know, it's expensive. Um, When you have all these bills, it kind of inhibits your ability to live, to live comfortably, to enjoy yourself, to do things that are fun, because you're always thinking about money. And I will say, I have definitely noticed that change just with the people that I know. I was like, it wasn't like this back in the day. I mean, we didn't have all these expenses at all. You know, just like you said, you had to pay for cable. But cable wasn't even expensive back then. (laughs) You know why? Because people didn't really need internet. Now you have to pay for your cable. You have to pay for your internet. It's like all these things you have to pay for to just keep up with the changes in society. And so everything's gotten more and more expensive. And that adds a lot of pressure to a relationship because, um, you know, as a woman, you know, you want to have somebody kind of um, cater to you and, and do whatever else. But it, it makes it a little challenging if both of you guys are stressed about finances, right? Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to number three. Number three is we're more connected than ever before but completely disconnected all at the same time. Says uh, we could be at work, the gym, maybe the kids, soccer, maybe even be in the same room. Uh, but you told your wife you're making dinner reservations through a text message. Your husband had flowers delivered to your job through an app. They both, you both search for purchasing for your new home on Pinterest. There's no physical connection attached to anything anymore. We develop relationships with things, not each other. Because 95% of the personal conversation you have on a daily basis occurs through some type of technology. Somehow we've learned to get offended by text on the screen and others of being angry or sad when in fact we have no idea what they're feeling. We argue about this at length. And you know what? That's so true. It's just yeah. interpersonal communication. I know that's a big thing for me, even just in dating. I just get so angry when a guy uh, that I'm interested in just really is just texting all the time because it's like, are you trying to get to know me or are you just texting me because you're bored out of convenience? Right.
1: Well, that's their version of doing like the bare minimum. Like, that's the the fastest, quickest way to just keep someone on the hook, but not really give them any of your true attention and time.
0: Mm hmm. When they talk about this, they're like, you know, people get angry at a text message. There's this immediacy that's there. We've forgotten how to communicate and yet expect, we've forgotten how to communicate. This is so important. Yet, expect, expect healthy marriages. They said years ago, my grandmother went here for my grandfather all day. He was working down at the pier in Brooklyn. But today, if someone doesn't text you back in thirty minutes, they're suddenly cheating on you. So true.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's really. True. But when you put it like that,
0: <laughs> it's the, but it's the truth. I know. Um, just the relationships I've been in, because it's like you get used to these patterns of okay, when well, he texts me back, you know, twenty minutes. It only took us 20 minutes before. And now it's taking him a whole hour. What's going on? He must be with someone else. It's just a crazy way of thinking. We live in this this society of immediacy. And there's no patience anymore. You know, you can have everything you want. It's at your fingertips. You want some food? Grubhub, right? You don't even have to hail a taxi anymore. Everybody has a personal limo driver with Uber. So... um Everything is just through technology and um, that, that interpersonal communication isn't there.
1: For sure. I agree. Um, And then back to that point though, about the girl's grandfather and grandmother not speaking all day when he was at the doc, her grandfather was definitely cheating. So just to (laughs) let her know.
0: Um. You can like you sound like you might
1: have been the person that his her grandfather was cheating with since you lost know well, But I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but every grandpa back in the day had an entire other family on the other side it's of town. It's true. So it's not like they were saints. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's he didn't just on. Always had a second family somewhere. They would be. Gone.
1: They took advantage of not having that cell phone. Okay, this
0: is true. I guess I guess it is an advantage to having the cell phone now. Now you keep. Make sure that your, your husband doesn't have a second family somewhere. So, yeah. Okay, number four. Our desire for attention outweighs our desire to be loved. This is an interesting one. It says, social media has given everyone an opportunity to be famous. Attention couldn't, you couldn't dream of unless you were a celebrity. is now a selfie away. It's more than that, though. What about the life you live? I see pictures of people decked out, designer clothes, posted up in some club with fancy drinks. People that I know are dead broke but they portray themselves successfully because, well, they can, and they get this gratification from people who like and comment or sex. If you want to love someone, stop seeking attention from everyone because you'll never be satisfied with Yeah, so, um, and it says the same holds true for love. And that's a, that's a big one. People are just becoming attention for us. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I, you know, I don't know how I really feel about these blanket statements of this generation or everyone's full and of like narcissists and they all need attention Um, because myself, like I know I'm not like that. And I know that a lot of my friends who are also in their mid twenties are just not like that. And I think people have always wanted attention like, this is just giving it a platform. There's always been this kind of people around, you know, these, I think it's just, it's easier to access that lifestyle. But these people used to go to the bar at night in the, in the eighties and act crazy for attention. Like these people have always been around. I guess we could just see it more.
0: So you could, you're saying that people have, there's always been attention whores out there, but now.
1: Yes. People have always had the thirst to be well-known and famous since humanity existed.
0: Well, I guess so. I mean, because that's probably where the androgynous, um you know, style came back, came from back in the day. (laughs) People probably trying to do something completely different. Um, That's probably where that came from because that was completely unique. Prince started it, I'm I'm assuming. I don't know. But I think the desire was there. Um, But now it's accessible to everyone. And so if you're not getting that attention from your loved one at home, then you can just go straight to social media and get it, get that gratification but once again, that interpersonal relationship isn't growing. Um, right. So, okay, number five. Social media just invited a few thousand people into bed with you. We've thrown privacy out the window these days. Nothing is sacred anymore. In fact, it's flat all over the web for the world to see. Everywhere we go, everything we do made public instead of enjoying the moment. We get lost in cyberspace, mm. taking pictures of food, vacations are no longer time to relax for the time to post vigorously. You can't just sit back and soak it all in. There's absolutely nothing wrong with sharing moments in your life. Uh, we've invited strangers to our homes and brought them on dates with us. We've shown them our wardrobe, drove them in our cars, even showed them our bathing suits. Might as well pack them up in a suitcase, too. The worst part about this is only going to get worse. Immediately, people will assume that my failed marriage is why I'm expressing these emotions. That's not the case. It's that what I see around me every single day that inspired me to write this article. Marriage is sacred. It's the most beautiful sacrament and has tremendous promise for those fortunate enough to experience a divorce or not. I'm a believer in true love and building a beautiful life with someone. However, I hope you never experience the minds of your love. I fear the world we live in today has put roadblocks in the way of getting there. And honestly, I will say that I do feel that people do not enjoy the moment anymore. I I, I myself am guilty and I really am not even really big on social media. Like that is not my thing. I rarely post on there. If I do put something on social media, it's a picture I really want to keep. I use it. Facebook is like my photo album. I'm not the type of person that's like, you know, usually when I go places where I'm always posting whatever I do on social media, I might post a couple pictures when I get back, but I'm not there. I'm taking pictures, but I'm not sitting there posting them um, during the the event or or whatever else. So that really isn't me. But um, I mean, I have found myself, you know, guilty. I was at a conference this past weekend and, Instead of just sitting there watching the concert, I was videotaping it. So I don't know if it's a bad thing. I didn't post it. I didn't post it on social media. But it's like before, I would just enjoy it, you know? So what do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Um, I have to say that everything, there, there's definitely that pressure to have everything be a spectacle And I think that can translate even as far down to um, who you choose as a mate. Like, there's this idea on social media of, like, girls hiding their boyfriends and, like, the the right moment to, like, post them on social media. So everything, like, people think about posting for everything. Like, when am I going to show, how am I going to show my new boyfriend or how – how am I going to show uh, where we went to eat? Like, you can't just go on a date. Like, you have to show people, oh, he did this for me. He got me these fly- flowers, or else it never happened. You know? So, there's definitely the element of like showing people to, I'm in a relationship. I'm happy, whether you are or you aren't. Um, and it's like there's three people in the relationship at all times you, him, and then the people watching and how they feel about your relationship.
0: I guess that's a good way to put it. There's three, there's like always a third party in the relationship because you're always sharing what you do. Um, they, uh-huh. I, I did read somewhere a long time ago. They said the people that share their relationships on social media the most are usually the have the worst relationships and are most insecure in a relationship because they feel the need to put on this front that their lives are so perfect and their relationship is so perfect and, and whatever else. And I think there might be a little bit of truth to that. I'm not sure. I've never been that type of person. Nobody knows who I'm dating. I have literally never put anybody up on my social media sites that I'm dating because I feel like if we're not engaged, and you know, what's the point of this? I don't want the questions of asked. To, oh, where did such and such go? I thought you were dating him. Uh, it's none of your business. They'll be social media worthy when I right. ring. Um, <laughs> that's just that's just my my thought process. But a lot of people don't think like that. But then, for those people that are on like my Facebook page. That don't think like that. I'm that person like, oh, she was posting all these pictures with this guy and I don't see the guy anymore. I'm like, what happened? Where'd he go? You know? So yeah, I, that's one reason why I don't do it. Cause I don't like you. You feel
1: like, like you deserve answers. Huh? You feel like you deserve answers. Yeah, I feel answers. like you were
0: sharing him all this, you know, pictures and restaurants and vacations and now what happened? You need to let us know because I feel like I've been a part of this relationship. I've been in a relationship too, you know. I've been dating the both of you because you've been sharing everything with me. So where did he go? I feel like I need, I deserve an explanation.
1: I deserve, you deserve it. I
0: deserve to know because I never asked you to share it with me in the first place. You decided to do it, so now I need to know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I just, I do think that some of the things the author brought up are some of the reasons why, not even just marriage, but just even having a close relationship, love relationships are challenging now just because the communication isn't there. People don't want to communicate like they used to anymore. They rely on these text messages. Everybody's really busy, probably because of your jobs now. It's required that you respond immediately with everything you have email on your phone. You know, it's just all mm-hmm. constantly being connected to other things it's so hard to be connected to someone else to like be really connected to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, that is what I found. Did you find anything? I know you said you hit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a list actually. Um, it's from the first uh, person perspective of it's, It's actually, it's from Huffington Post, and it's 15 honest reasons why women say they do not want to get married. Um, Number one, I do not want to get married because I want to travel the world and find my independence, and that is so true. I'm actually struggling with this right now because it's like you, you want to have that partner in life, and you want to share those experiences with someone, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you have to share everything, and it's not your life really anymore it's like where do we want to go where does that person want to go you know you have to take into account where have they already been and you just it's almost like a compromise
0: so that it is a compromise and just me being single for such a long time it, it almost seems like a lot of extra work to me it's like you know if i'm by myself i can just go when i want to like i just went out to houston last weekend and i didn't have to talk to anybody about it i was just gone (laughs) <laughs> and I came back. I yeah, it's not like I'm like, oh, let me see if such and such can go or they're available or, you know, I don't want them to think I'm going mm-hmm. too long. I did not even have to think about that. Those are things that you have to think about. You
1: know. Sure. The second one is um, I don't believe in true love and I never want to get married because of it. I feel like everyone is just settling not to be alone. Jeez, it's getting really deep really fast <laughs> but um let's see okay so i'll just break this into two parts the first part is i don't believe in love i do but i don't believe in there's like one soulmate for every person because just for the reasons people usually get married um it's proximity like you can't just have one soulmate in the world. Like, what if you were born in Iowa and your soulmate is in <laughs> Bangkok? Like, that doesn't make sense. Be, it's, a, it's pretty much proximity honest. is why people get married. Yeah. It'll be hard to find them, probably. So. You have to learn trying. You have to learn a uh, tire. Or... Right. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I don't believe there's one soulmate for every person. Um so that's how I feel about the whole true love concept
0: and then honestly I I think it's even hard personally to be with somebody for your whole life I think Mm -hmm. like I think that's very challenging people used to get married when they were like 19 and be with someone until 70 Mm -hmm. that's a long time that's a very long time
1: yeah, it's a it's a lifetime. It
0: is a lifetime of staring at the same person every single day, and it's like I just that is not for me. I'm sorry, I don't think I can do it. I mean, I think it's beautiful to be able to have someone that you know um, that you found that you want to be around like that. But it's just like after all those years, you didn't even you know kind of wonder what was this if somebody else had something else going on. I don't know. I think that. I think that people go through different stages in life. I honestly believe that as you get older and as you grow, you become different people. And I think it's very hard when you get married very young to grow and become that different person with someone else. You have to, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have to make sure that you're growing together. Um, and a lot of the times people had no choice but to go together. But since there's so many options and there's so many ways to see how other people are going about life, nowadays you don't always grow together the second part of this statement that she says I feel like everyone is just settling not to be alone and I have to say that everyone is absolutely settling because we can't all marry Idris Elba <laughs> so yes we are settling
0: yes because if I get married right now I don't think I'll be marrying <laughs> Idris Elba because he's got somebody unfortunately
1: yes unfortunately, he is he
0: just had a baby too I, I don't know I'm, it just burns my soul But
1: yes,
0: (laughs) because I would like to have that man, too.
1: Yeah. So so we are all settling. Number three is I don't want to get married because I don't want to share my bed. This is real. Like, I love to spread out in my bed and just stretch out after you've been at work all day. Can you imagine, unless you have a California king bed and you have a room adequate size to fit that California king bed and you can still walk around, who the heck would want to be curled up in a little ball on the side of their bed? You're pretty much sleeping in a twin bed when you you're really sharing are. your bed with I mean, someone. You do, you're absolutely right.
0: You have to have a California king-size bed to feel like you were in a full-size bed or some, some in some way, shape, or form. And I'm just talking about my own personal experience, my um longest relationship I've ever had. But I, my ex boyfriend would get upset with me because I didn't want to sleep in the bed with him every single night. And sometimes I go over his house, he'd want me in the bed with him, you know, and I'd be on the couch. And like if I did get in the bed with him, I'm gonna leave and go sleep on the couch. <laughs> he would get up like, Why are you on the couch? Because this is uncomfortable. You know, I don't I need to spread out, okay? <laughs> I need my space. So, I I just, I completely agree with that sentiment. You know, if I were married, I would definitely have to have my own little cubby hole somewhere
1: to wear. Yeah, I mean, like, bring it back to the 50s. Like, I love Lucy style. They both have their own separate beds, but it was in the same room. That sounds marvelous. I
0: know. I'm like, why did they ever change that? Like, they have their own (laughs) separate beds. Whose idea was it? Oh, forget the 50s. You know, we're gonna put these beds together. I mean events obviously they had to put the beds together at some point, I suppose. I don't know what they're doing, but to make the babies. But that seemed like it was pretty cool. Separate beds. Well you have yours over here, I have mine. I'm I'm spread out and this is good. I don't have to worry about you snoring. If you are a snorer in my ear, you slap me upside the head, I'm good.
1: Not to be on a Extra note, but I would love to have my own bedroom. If I had enough money to have a huge house to where I can have my own bedroom and have it on like a bedroom, that would be amazing. But, anyways, number four, I don't want to get married because I don't want to have kids. I don't want kids because I don't want to get divorced. Jeez. Both of my parents have been divorced multiple times. No thanks. Well, this person um really jumped to the the next level (laughs) really fast. (laughs) I don't want to get married because I don't want to have kids. Okay, that's fine. Uh, But you can have kids without being married. Let's clarify. Obviously, everyone knows that. You can
0: be married without having kids.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And then she says, I don't want to have kids I don't want to give, which doesn't make sense at all. So. Yeah, that. But I I guess her idea is that if she has kids, you know, and and she gets a divorce, that would just be horrible because she doesn't want her kids to have like separate homes or something like that. So, um, so apparently, that she she was scarred from that um, experience as a kid.
0: I can understand that, especially if you've gone through divorce as a kid. I know, you know, I went through divorce as a kid. And um, I can imagine how it would be challenging thinking, hey, you know what? Especially when you've grown up seeing a, not seeing a lot of marriages last. I haven't seen a whole bunch of marriages last in, within myself. So you can only be so optimistic if you were to get married to say, okay, I know there's a possibility that this could end, you know, and I've never really, I've only seen the happy ever after like one time, and I guess that was with my grandparents. parents um where, you know, they were together until my grandmother passed away. But that's the only happy marriage or lasting marriage I would say that I've seen. So I can understand why somebody would have a fear of getting married and then the possibility of divorce. And I've heard that a lot of times. I think I was just watching uh, some, some other uh, show and that's one of the guys, that's what he said. He was like, I'm never going to get married because I've never seen a, a marriage work out. It doesn't seem like it works out for people. I've never seen a positive marriage, so I'm not going
1: to do it. So I understand yeah. the And then on the other side, some people stay in marriages way too long when it just isn't working because they have kids and they don't want to have that separate household. So I can see where she's coming from. Um, so number five, because I, I feel like my boyfriend wants to use our marriage to control me. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, 'Cause usually women do give up their friends and their may sometimes their careers, um, their passions to enter a marriage. Um, and at that point the, the guy definitely has leverage. So that's that's real. Well, that
0: kinda goes along with our actual topic, you know, the guy having leverage over the woman in marriage. Like, is it beneficial? I, I really feel like men benefit from marriage a lot more than women personally. Um If they have kids, I feel like marriage is a little bit more beneficial for men when kids come into play Um, because Mm -hmm. the woman always ends up doing more of the work with the kids. Anyways, I mean, I'm not saying dads are not hands on. Of course they are. But I just feel like because women are we are um, it's, you know, our natural capacity and ability to be able and our want to nurture uh, things, (laughs) you know, kids, pets, whatever else we're going to be probably doing a little bit more of the nurturing. And so therefore there's a little bit more of the responsibility there. Um, If you are in a marriage where the woman is working and the man is working too, I think it's beneficial for the woman if she's not working and she can stay at home and raise the kids, not saying that raising kids is not a job, because it definitely is a job, but um, then you're not, you don't have two jobs, right? You're not going to work and then come back home and still take care of the kids. You're doing your job at home throughout the day, and letting him go home, and you guys work whatever happens when you um, get home. So I I do see that maybe if you get married, then where the man would have a little bit more leverage because marriage with an expectation of what their wife should be, doing the wife is supposed to do, and they expect you to, you know, do those things if you're their wife. I do think that men have that that ideology.
1: For sure. Yeah, and it's and we're coming from a place of if both parties work full-time and nine-to-five um, because it's completely different if the guy is the breadwinner and then the woman is staying at home. It's, it's like the work is more balanced in that sense because, like you said, the woman's going to do extra. So if they're both working a nine-to-five then the woman's, of course, going to come home nine times out of ten. Not always, but most of the time she's going to make sure that Okay, there's groceries, there's something to eat, there's uh, the kids are taken care of, the kids are at their extracurricular activities, all of these things. So, yeah, I'm not always saying that the husband would then use that as leverage to control them, but you definitely give up a lot as a woman when you get married. But for number six, um, I never want to get married or have kids because I don't want to live my life for other people. Hmm. And that, that plays into what we just said as well. You, you, have, you pretty much have to give yourself up. Because what time is left for you after doing all of that, taking care of kids, taking care of your boss's needs, and then taking care of your, your husband, whatever he wants to do, go on a date, all these things, then what time do you have for yourself?
0: I always wonder that, you know, when i with my friends that are married, that are working full-time jobs, I have friends that are not working where... Honestly, they seem a lot happier and a lot more refreshed. Than my friends that are working with kids, my friends that are working with kids, just seem like they're exhausted all the time and so tired. And and because they end up doing the most, the majority of you know the work or what have you, and they never have any time for themselves. And I know myself personally; I'm like that would be a bad deal for me because I really, I don't feel like I have enough time for myself now. <laughs> it's as crazy yeah. sounds, you know, being single with no children. But I feel like my job is quite demanding. And, um, you know, I have other things when you're single. People think you're single and you don't do anything. Most of the time, single people are involved in a whole bunch of other stuff too, right? Or have a, other things that they're doing mm-hmm. because they are single. So they have some, some more time. So I have a lot of other things I'm involved in. I feel like I don't have enough time now. So in my mind, I'm like, if I were married with kids and I have a husband to take care of and I have kids and God forbid a pet or whatever in my job, I don't know what I have these I would be miserable because it's just, I don't like doing stuff all the time. Like, I feel like you need to have that downtown. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, there are situations where it works out where the husband contributes, um, where there's a, like a village mentality where the, the mother doesn't have to do absolutely everything. But um, unless the mother voices and puts her foot down and says, hey, I'm not going to do everything. Everyone has to contribute to make this thing run smoothly. A lot of times you can absolutely lose yourself. Um, And I agree. Like Just being single and trying to focus on my career and then the things that I want to do outside of uh, my actual job and maintaining family relationships, which is another component. By the time I get to uh, love and relationships, I'm yeah, Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you're
0: right because I never even thought about that. When you're single, you still have family, you know, or maybe maybe you don't. But mm-hmm. most single people have additional family members that they have to that they're trying to maintain those relationships and that responsibility as well. It's not like you know you're single, you don't have a mom or siblings or you know a father or whomever else that you have that you're responsible for. So in addition to that, you know that's something that's another person or whomever you're responsible for, and it's just like where does the time Come in, and so I really do. I commend women that, like I said, my friends that are married, working full time, taking care of kids and and taking care of their husbands and whatever else. It just, you know, just go, 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 go. It just seems like it seems like a lot where I'm like, I don't have time for myself right now. Like, I'm always looking and trying to figure out when I have time because when you're working full time. And, you, you know, you live by yourself. You still have a lot of responsibility to take care of yourself. You yeah. Take care of your household. You got to buy your groceries. You know, you got to make sure that your household is taken care of alone. So you still have a lot to do, period. So I just I just wonder where the time comes in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I absolutely agree. Um, but I guess balance is the key to everything. And that will be the key to marriage as well. So uh, going back to the topic of our uh, our podcast or this episode, um, and actually, I'm not going to go through all of the bullets that are listed on the Suffington Post article. If you want to check it out, we can have a link in the bio, but those are the top ones that stood out to me. Um, but going back to the topic of this particular episode, yes, I do feel like there are benefits to getting married. Um, like if you and your spouse join together and you both want to tackle your like, debt or student loan debt. Yes, it is going to be easier together and putting your resources together to do that. Um, but you have to make sure that you find someone that's on that same wavelength as you, um, or else it could turn out, you know, very terrible and maybe you might have more debt. So yes, it can work. There are benefits to getting married, but I guess it's just not mandatory. It's not a necessity the way it used to be for women because we can, um, pay our own bills <laughs>
0: honestly it's the truth it, it, marriage is not a necessity for women anymore and like I said I also don't think it's, it's beneficial for women just for what we just talked about because back in the day when a woman had to take care of the family in the 60s or whomever else the husband when he went to work and she was at home taking care of her family right so that was her job to take care of the family cook doing the clean whatever else and then he did his job and he went and he brought home the bacon now, women are having to go and bring home half of the pack of bacon and the man brings home a pack of bacon, of his pack of the bacon, and then still they are responsible for preparing the bacon for the family when they get home. And so, it's just a, it, it seems to be a lot more uh, to it, you know, and a lot more um, responsibility than it was years ago, I feel like, with, for a woman to be married now. But just like you said, it is a necessity because women now are working. Women are working; they have careers; they can take care of themselves. You know, um, you know they're college educated and just acquiring all types of education, and very much so in the workforce. So it is a, nece- a necessity to marry to marry someone for finances because a lot of women already have that. You know, um, they have the income. So now they're marrying; they can make the choice to marry for companionship or to marry. Uh, for love, if, if, you know, if that's a, a, the thing or a thing, I suppose. Um, but it's not a necessity anymore. So now women can be a little, they can be a little bit more choosy and they can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to marry what I want to. I'm not going to marry because I have to, right? So I, mean, right. I, think it can, I think it's, I definitely think there's some benefits to it. I just feel like, and that's a question I have for you. I I think it's interesting when I know people that have gotten married, I don't think that they really thought about, oh, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have these kids and I'm going to be doing all this work (laughs) because he he, he might not be helping me or whatever. I think, and the people that I know, they were just really hell-bent on just walking down that aisle. And I don't think that thought process was there that, hey, now we're married and I'm doing a lot of the extra work with the kids. You know, um... They weren't considering that before. Do you think that's something that women consider now in today's days and age when choosing a partner?
1: No, I don't. I don't. Well, there's two. There's two. It's it's pretty there's People that just want to follow the moat and get married just to get married because they feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, And I don't think they would care about that. All the responsibilities, like they're they're gun ho for it. Um, but the people who do think about that and how skewed it can be sometimes as far as responsibilities in the marriage, um, I think that would be a major deterrent for them, and then they would not get married. That's just that's how I feel about the situation.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. The people who do think about it, it would be a deterrent for them. You know, um, I do feel like a lot of women are still in that fairy tale stage, okay, I have a husband, and whatever else, and hopefully they're having that conversation, but I've had just a countless number of friends get married and then end up in that situation and just, you know, kind of miserable in their marriages because it's like, I didn't sign up for this. Where is the romance that we had before we got married? And now we're all tired and, you know, and I don't feel like he's helped me as much. And it's just not as fun as it was before we got married, which right. I really sometimes sometimes think that's a little unrealistic. I think that I always wonder how fun can a situation be when you've been with the person for fifteen years, every single day, you know,
1: right? <laughs>
0: I'm like, how many more tricks? Playtime have, time is how over. Many more tricks do they have up their sleeve? Like, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like it just has to be accepted. Eventually, you get in a routine, and you're you're with this person, and that's what it is. What it's gonna be,
1: right? So,
0: I mean, like I said, I do. I feel like it's beneficial. I just think that I feel like. We as women have to go into marriage being realistic. Being realistic mm-hmm. about the things that we discussed about you You know okay I, I'm, I'm going to have to sleep in the same bed with this person every single night and it's not, it doesn't work out for me so I need to make sure I have a separate bedroom. I can't be with a man that's not going to help me with the kids. I need to make sure that's something he's actually going to do. I don't want to be right. married if I have to work. You know if that's your thing if that's what you don't want I feel like you have to actually speak up and say, or not even speak up, but not choose a partner that's going to require that from me, from you. If you know that you can't um, have kids and work at the same time, then that's something that you have to ask for so that you're not miserable because life is too short to be miserable, right? Just to say yeah. just to say that you have somebody. I, I I feel like some people do that. They're in unhappy relationships, not even just marriage, relationships just to say they have somebody.
1: For sure. I feel like for sure, because there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure. When you're single after twenty five, people are like, What is wrong?
0: Yeah, I think that people start putting a you know, a scarlet letter on you and it's like, Okay, well, you are spoiled goods. Nobody wants you, you know, you it's over for you. <laughs> because especially when you get into your late thirties like myself, then got, men are like is something wrong with you? You're not married, you don't have any kids? I feel like they'd rather you have kids than not um, than to... I think they're okay with you not being married, but they at least would prefer you have kids because they're like, geez, you don't have any kids? So like, what's wrong with you? Instead of coming from the the perspective, you know, maybe she made a conscious choice to wait to have children until she actually got married, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just going out there and collecting six different baby daddies because
1: she knew how to do it right right so that's all i have for my list so um unless you have anything else i think that's all we really wanted to share with you all tonight yeah Um, i think that's
0: about it um we do have another podcast that uh we're going to be this is tuesday's podcast we get back into our regular programming And so we're going to be talking about uh, the topic is queen versus the princess. So Nicki Minaj versus uh, Cardi B. We're not pitting women against each other. The topic is ageism and female rap. And um, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the different comments we've been seeing about Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B and that sort of thing. So that's going to be Tuesday, July 17th at 8 a.m. And we hope you guys tune in. But we really do hope that you continue to tune in to Chameleon Chicks and comment on this podcast. We would like to hear your feedback. What do you think about today's topic? Do you think they women benefit from marriage? And let's just keep the conversation going. And please share this on your social media sites, on Twitter, on Facebook. And um, like I said, this one's going to be airing um, Sunday at uh, July 15th at 8 a.m. So tune in to the Do Women Benefit from Marriage. But we also hope you guys tune in uh, Tuesday morning um, at 8 a.m. on July 17th.
1: Perfect. Thank
0: you. All right. Thank you, guys. Until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.